It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Locked on Cougars, this is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. You'll hear from Mark Pope, BYU basketball's head coach, about the addition of Matt Harms to the BYU basketball roster. We'll get to that conversation, some of the pieces from it. We'll also talk about one of the greatest moments in BYU basketball over the past year as our week-long look back on the greatest moments in BYU sports over the past year rolls on. And also catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, a new hefty buyout for the BYU and Utah basketball game, as well as some All-American honors and a National Player of the Year honor in men's volleyball. So a lot to get to on a Friday edition of the show. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is, of course, America's number one daily podcast network. And thanks again for taking the time to check this out. With that rundown out of the way, let's get it going here. This is Locked On Cougars for April 24th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast on a Friday. A lot to get to, like I mentioned in the open. Going to start things off today talking about what Mark Pope had to say earlier today on DJ and PK in the morning. It is the radio show that I produced during my day job here on The Zone Sports Network. Had some great thoughts as he came on to talk about the addition of Matt Harms from Purdue as a graduate transfer, as well as just some of the work that his assistants and himself are doing in the transfer portal. And also, he makes a pitch about why he loves being at BYU so much. We'll get to all of that here in just a second. Before we do that, a reminder for you guys that this podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be downloaded. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, the Google Play Store. Anywhere and everywhere podcasts can be heard and or downloaded. Make sure to hit that follow button, especially if you're listening to us on Spotify or the subscribe button if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. That way you never miss an episode as we talk BYU sports with you guys daily. Like I've said in the past and I'll continue to say, we aim to be the one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about as well as insider information that you will not find anywhere else as well. So make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode of this show. All right, kicking things off today. Mark Pope was joined DJ and PK in the morning this morning on the Zone Sports Network and had some great thoughts on what Matt Harms is bringing to the university. We'll let you hear what he had to say about what this young man brings to BYU and how the Cougars essentially believe he's going to fit in and how they'll kind of go about uh, molding this roster to make sure all of the big men that are on the roster right now, a glut of them, work together. 
Well, we're going to use everybody. Um, you know, we're 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 blessed to be in a league uh, that, that year in and year out has, if not the best front line, but one of the top two or three front lines in America, and certainly in the Zags. Uh, you know, with with everybody coming back and and a couple guys coming back that were injured uh, the second half of the season last year. You know, we are we're facing the best front line in America, and um, and so we need you know all hands on deck and. And we're playing another ridiculously difficult schedule this year. And and uh, for us to win and win big, we need all these guys. And we have, you know, we have a not overly experienced, um, but in some ways a very veteran, very deep, uh, really, really talented and really, really long front line. But more importantly, a bunch of guys that, um, you know, are dying to compete for each other. Uh, you know, one of the things I love about is Matt Harms is, uh, you know, he he uh, he plays with such fiery passion. Sometimes it overflows all over the court and all the way into the stands, right? And um, that's a contagious feel. And, uh, you know, this Rich Harward, who I've had the pleasure of coaching at Utah Valley and transferred here and sat out last year, you know, he's the same way. He's got so much passion. And you think about Gavin Baxter with all the talent he brings and you know, and Wyatt Lowell, you know, at the three and the four with his incredible skill set. And Kobe Lee was our starter for the entire season last year in a, you know, in a team that was ranked in the top 20. Um, and that's a good crew. Uh, it's a really good crew. Uh, they weren't extremely excited about coaching. There you go, Mark Pope. And he does have some decisions to make because you've got guys up and down this roster who are 6'9 or taller. I'm speaking of Gavin Baxter, Kobe Lee, Wyatt Lowell, Richard Harward. And now you had a 7'3 big man in Matt Harms. And he's a big-time addition for BYU, and I think he's going to fit in just fine, it sounds like, according to Pope. Uh, interesting to hear uh, Coach Pope also talk about during this interview about the situation when it came to recruiting Harms, how they got to know him, and how they went about selling him on BYU as a school and as a basketball program. He drove through. He didn't stop. He didn't stop anywhere, but he drove through. Uh, you know, it, it probably says more about Matt Harms than it does about us. I, I'm going to tell you what I think it talks about. So so let me tell you w- w- why I think this happened. One is because my staff's incredible. And, um, you know, Nick Robinson was the first one to make contact with Matt. As soon as he came in the portal and was able to, you know, um, was able to coerce him into sitting down and having a Zoom call with us. Uh, and then, you know, we got one shot at him. And after the call, Matt was like, you know what, I'm really surprised. I actually want to talk to you guys again. Let's go. And um, and uh, and then, you know, Coach Fennell and Coach Burgess work so incredibly hard. And, and uh, they've done an unbelievable job developing our guys. And so the three of those guys uh, kind of teamed up to do this. So first was the staff. The second thing, and I, I kid you not, um, you know, these crazy polls going on with the best mascot in the country and the best fans in the country and all this stuff, you know, you can say what you want about it. You can say it's meaningless. You can say that, uh, you know, that um, it's silly. But but at, at the heart of hearts, man, being a fan can, can be meaningless and silly, but you care. And, and it's no surprise that Cosmo was the number one, you know, voted the number one mascot in the country and that, that, you know, I think our fan base is ultimately going to win this thing and, and be the number one fan base in the country based on these polls is because our fans care. And this fan base is extraordinary. And the stretch and reach that it has is breathtaking. And, and um, 
And, uh, you know, Matt could feel that. Like, I mean, our fan base is an unbelievable recruiting tool. You know, you send kids a uh, video of, of the Marriott Center on senior night this year, and even a guy that's playing in the Big Ten that's played in all those games, he was like, man, I've never seen anything like that. Um, and so our fan base is a huge part of it. And, uh, and the most important part is our players. Um, you know, the product that they were able to show on the court last year, I think it's caught in people's attention and, and, um, and guys want to be a part of it and they want to be a part of that locker room. And I think Matt's mature enough to see all that and, and, uh, know who he is and what he cares about. He was so excited to jump on board. And, you know, like I said, we clearly we're so excited to have him. So apparently BYU made a good first impression and that really helped them as they chased him. And it sounds like Pope is very excited to have this young man on campus, as you would expect. He's been doing a lot of hard work in the transfer portal. I think BYU, their next target in the transfer portal, and Mark Pope said during this interview, you can go to 1280thezone.com and listen to the entirety of this interview if you if you want to. But uh, Pope later in this interview actually talked about the fact that BYU is going to continue to mine for talent in the transfer portal. I think what they're missing right now is an elite three-point shooter to really round out this roster, a guy who can sit on the wing or even at the top of the key and just drain threes. Think of what TJ Hawes and Jake Toulson did all year last year where they just made big three after big three when BYU needed them the most. Right now, I think that's the biggest thing BYU needs to find now as they continue to look in the transfer portal. Uh, There are some guys like Anthony Nelson from Seton Hall, as well as Jonah Antonio from UNLV, who kind of fit that bill. I think Jared Ryder, to a degree, from Fresno State could also fit that bill. But BYU needs to find an elite level three-point shooter. And that's just not me talking. I had a conversation with a national media member, if I were, were to mention their name, you would absolutely know who I am, but trust me when I say this, this national media member said that BYU was one piece away from what he believed is another team that could be in a top 25 caliber team, and that is to get three points shooting on this roster, and he said that's kind of the one thing that they need now, and if it works out that they have a three-point shooter that can do it, great. A guy like uh, Matt Harms absolutely can be a guy who can rein it down from three. Uh, Mark Pope during this interview with DJ and PK really highlighted his ability to shoot. He says he has a very nice stroke for being as tall as he is and he thinks he can be a good option for BYU. And that should be exciting to BYU fans. One final note here from this interview we'll get to on today's podcast. We'll have more of this in coming days and weeks as well. We'll, We'll pull this apart and have more comments from Mark Pope. But uh, PK asked Mark Pope about why he loves BYU and also just essentially why will you stick around here over maybe some other opportunities elsewhere, potentially at the Power 5 level? Well, here is what Mark Pope had to say about that. We get that in a lot of recruiting. Everybody's saying, well, he's going to leave, he's going to leave. And, um, you know, I don't know. I hope that when people look at our team, and look at what we're trying to do. I hope they can see that all of us are putting our heart and soul and we are 100% invested in BYU. I love this place. Uh, I'm telling you, there are so many power fives that I could go to, uh, that any of us could go to, that we, any of us could go to, where we are not going to have uh, the ingredients that we have here at BYU. Um, from facilities to fan base to tradition to just the care right um i think this is an extraordinary place and you know i think we can really recruit at a high level now we have to you know we have to we have to be relentless and we're going to end up going through 
through hundreds of names and hundreds of deep recruiting pitches to finally get to the guys that see that this is the perfect fit for them. But I have a staff that's willing to put in the hours and do it. And, and I think, you know, we say this all the time, we, we, we have scary dreams that you're scary to talk about, but, but um, we have high expectations for what we're trying to accomplish here. And, and we're going to keep pounding away until we do it. There you go, Mark Pope, BYU basketball coach. He loves being at BYU. He talked about the fact that the facilities at BYU are on level with a Power 5 program, and I have a hard time disagreeing with him. I think he's done an incredible job in his first year at BYU, and I think the hope for BYU fans now as they look towards the future is that the good times keep on rolling here with Mark Pope, and a big thank you to him and to the Zone Sports Network for letting us use that audio from his interview with DJ and PK in the morning this morning on the zone all right uh, we'll switch gears actually we're not really switch gears we're gonna stay on BYU basketball here in just a second we need to talk about one of the great moments in BYU sports from the past year and it involves the Marriott Center and BYU basketball well you probably know what I'm talking about it's the upset of number one number two Gonzaga at the time in late February we'll get to that here in just a second before we do that though a reminder for you guys that listening to this podcast is really simple to do All you have to do is tell your smart device, play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast. That way you never miss an episode and we can make sure that you guys are up to date each and every day. I like to make I like to use this idiom or this expression on the show. We aim to make you the smartest BYU fan in the room. So tell your smart devices, your smartphones, or your smart speakers, play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast and be entertained each and every day. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys, let's talk about some other BYU basketball news and notes. Let's start off with this. Let's look back at one of the greatest moments in BYU basketball from a magical season that was, but I don't think there's any bigger moment than when BYU on senior night beat Gonzaga at the Marriott Center. Just an absolutely raucous environment there at the Marriott Center that night. Any of you that were in attendance at that game, it was a sold-out game. You remember how crazy of an atmosphere it was. One of the best atmospheres years I've seen in the Marriott Center in quite some time. I would say maybe the best environment since the years of the Jimmer Fredette era in the early part of the 20-teens. But just a marvelous, marvelous night. And BYU was ranked 23rd at the time, hosting the number two ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs. The Cougars uh, ended up winning the game 91-78. to And I think the exclamation point of this game came when Yoli Childs just absolutely hammer-dunked on Gonzaga with just under a minute to go. 89-76, to Mark Few, hands on his hips. This one, Mark, is over. The streak is over. The streaks are over. <laughs> Connor will drive it. Stop in the post. Hand up to Yo! And the two-hand hammer! That's how you do it! Time out to Mark Few! The Cougs are going to win it! 91-76, to under a minute to go! These boys have done it! There you go, Gregor Bell from the BYU Sports Network on the call there. Thank you to them for letting us use that audio. And just a marvelous, marvelous night for BYU basketball. 
like I said, anybody who was in attendance at this game, you understood the magnitude of what this win meant for BYU. They were just a team that would not be denied that night. Uh, Gonzaga came as the number two ranked team in the country. It was the first top 25 matchup at the Marriott Center since the days of Jimmer Fredette uh, between these two teams. And Gonzaga was loaded. Killian Tilly, Philip Petrusev, who ended up being the WCC player of the year. They came in and both had decent nights, but BYU just would not uh, have it. Their top three players, Violi Childs, TJ Hawes, and Jake Toulson, scored 28, 16, and 17 points respectively. Uh, Yoli Childs added 10 rebounds for another double-double. If you look back on that, TJ Hawes, 8 assists, and Jake Toulson, 6 assists, and 4 steals. It was just an absolutely fantastic, fantastic night. Zach Selyus, he kind of was the unsung hero of this game because his defense uh, belied everything else that he did on the night. He scored 12 points. He had five rebounds, two assists, one steal. But that doesn't even... uh, point out exactly what happened. TJ Haas was drawing charges in this game. It was just one of those nights that you could tell BYU, they were juiced, they were ready to go, they understood the magnitude of the matchup they were facing against the number two ranked Bulldogs, but they said, you know what, we're a good team too, and BYU after that victory rose as high as number 14 in the national rankings before finishing 18th in the AP poll that was released after the season essentially was incomplete because of the NCAA tournament being outright canceled by the NCAA tournament committee and I just this is gonna be one of those seasons for BYU basketball that we will look back on and say what if I know next year could be a good year regardless I feel like BYU with the addition of Matt Harms you heard him uh, talked about by Mark Pope just a minute ago I think they absolutely uh have a chance to make another run at the WCC title, match up better maybe potentially with Gonzaga just due to the sheer size of the roster. It looks like going into 2020-2021 that season. I we'll see. I I have a hard time believing that BYU can recreate the magic they had from this past year. You had seven seniors, you had lethal three-point shooting. Can BYU reinvent themselves and be just as effective? Who knows? I think they'll better be a better defensive team at minimum with a guy like Matt Harms and some of the other guys coming off red shirts of next year's team. But, man, what a season it was for BYU basketball. And just an easy pick to finish out our week of looking back on the greatest moments in BYU sports over the past year as BYU has one magical night there in the Marriott Center as they upset the number two-ranked Bulldogs 91-78. to It is going to be a dogfight for the Cougars moving forward as they try to continue to combat Gonzaga's dominance in the West Coast Conference. But you do have to tip your cap to a guy like Mark Pope. He is doing everything within his power to combat the Leviathan that Gonzaga has become. They have become an absolute national power. And for a a team like BYU to combat that, well, guess what? You've got to start kind of beating them at their own game. You've got to go out and get high-level graduate transfers. You have to take advantage of getting the best players you can get off of the recruiting front, both from high school, the JUCO ranks, etc. I think Gonzaga's kind of laid out the blueprint of what to do. 
They took uh, overlooked or underplayed guys on the transfer market, brought them in and made them absolute stars. And guess what? Those successes have borne more successes. And now you hear Gonzaga being discussed for guys that are five and four star athletes because of their success. They're seen nationally. They're seen as a national power. They seemingly are in the top five at some point every season over the, what, the past five to six years. So BYU, their best chance to combat that is to beat them at their own game. Will they be successful? Will Mark Pope and his staff be successful in doing so? Who knows? But I can tell you this much, and I've said this before on the podcast, Mark Pope and his staff are going to leave no stone unturned. They're going to try everything they can do, everything under the sun that they can do within reason to combat what Gonzaga has built in the West Coast Conference because they have aspirations of being top dog in the West Coast Conference. I remember the days when BYU joined the West Coast Conference. A lot of people thought, you know what? Gonzaga, uh, we'll be able to take them down. We've been competing in the Mountain West Conference, and I think Gonzaga took exception to that. Mark Few took exception to it, and Gonzaga has just become, like I said, a Goliath. They are absolutely phenomenal, and more power to them. But now it's BYU's turn to see what they can do to combat what Gonzaga is doing, and I think that win on February 22nd there at the Marriott Center, I think it sent a message to Gonzaga, the BYU We're not going to take it. We are not going to be another whipping boy for you guys in this conference. We are coming for you, and I respect that immensely. I am looking forward to seeing what Mark Pope and his staff do at BYU for however long they're here. Hopefully they're here long term, but regardless, I think it's exciting. Uh, One other note on the basketball front I've been meaning to get to this week, and I better fit it in here, is that BYU basketball in Utah, of course, re-upped their basketball series for four more years. We talked about that last week on the podcast, I believe. But Jay Drew from the Deseret News earlier this week got a hold of the game contract via a records request from the University of Utah. And the most important thing is that Coach ADK, uh, speaking of Larry Kriskoviak, who famously canceled the 2016 rivalry game due to an ugly incident when Nick Emery punched Brandon Taylor in 2015. Uh, But that contract required an $80,000 payment for uh, Utah to get out of that game against BYU. And famously, Larry Kriskoviak called the called the rivalry what poisonous or did he I don't remember what the exact terminology he used but he canceled the game said he would foot the bill to cancel it with the 80,000 being paid over four years out of his own pocket well going forward it's going to be coach 250k if you want to cancel this game according to the records uh, that Jay Drew was able to get the buyout for any one of these individual games over the next four years is a $250,000 one-time payment to the opposing university That in college basketball is a massive, massive uh, cancellation check. I know that in college football, we talk about money games being worth one to 1.5 million, uh, sometimes maybe even close to $2 million, depending on the opponent, etc. Well, in college basketball, just due to the sheer number of games in comparison to football, buyouts rarely are over $100,000 based on people I talk to. And that's an interesting number to see it at 250 grand. So if you want to cancel this game, Larry Kriskoviak, in the future, you're going to be coached 250K if you want to cancel the game. And I think it's a smart move for BYU because Dave Rose was very upset when they canceled that game in 2016. He said, we need to have a bigger buyout on this game to make sure it happens. Well, and they did just that with this new four-game deal, $250,000 if you want to get yourself out of that game. But I'm expecting that all four of these games will be played. The first game will be played 
December 12th at the Marriott Center in Provo. They'll be back in the Huntsman Center uh, in November or December of 2021. And the other two games will also be in November of December in 2022 in Provo and then back in Salt Lake City in 2023. All right, uh, coming up here in just a second, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Some big-time honors being handed out in both men's golf and men's volleyball after the cancellation of their seasons. Regardless, they still have a lot of honors coming to them. We'll talk about that. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys to check out Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. It's a brand-new podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Chad Ford used to be ESPN's NBA Draft Insider, did a great job covering the NBA Draft, was part of their cut downs a few years ago. Well, he is now part of the Locked On Podcast Network doing a great job with his podcast, Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. Check it out on whichever podcast provider you're listening to us on this podcast on. It's a great conversation about the NBA draft and just the NBA at large. Once again, that's Chad Ford's NBA Big Board, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, as we close out this week here on Locked On Cougars, let's talk about some of the other news in BYU sports. Let's start off with this. Congratulations to Gabby Garcia Fernandez from BYU Men's Volleyball. He was named the National Player of the Year according to the American Volleyball Coaches Association. You know it as the AVCA. Uh, he earned his third straight All-American recognition earlier this week, joining three other uh, teammates on the men's volleyball team. Uh, Fernandez was joined by Davide Gardini and senior setter Will Stanley on the first team, while outside hitter Zach Eschenberg received honorable mention All-American honors, but the most important thing is Gabby Garcia Fernandez winning National Player of the Year. Absolutely phenomenal and well-deserved honor because he has been lights out all year long, or had been lights out all year long for BYU men's volleyball. The native of San Juan, Puerto Rico, became the third player in program history to be crowned the Team Snap slash AVCA Player of the Year. Carlos Moreno was the first Cougar to collect that award in 2004. That was the last year BYU won a national title, if you remember that. And then Taylor Sander, most recently, had received the accolade in 2014. So some pretty elite company for Gabby Garcia Fernandez to be in. But regardless absolutely incredible. He set the single season ace record for BYU despite that season being canceled prematurely. He led the team in kills with 244, posted the second most blocks with 61 on the season. They had a 17-1 record. They are the national champions in my mind with a 17-1 record and that number one overall national ranking at the time that the season was canceled. Their one loss was a five-set thriller at Hawaii who had been number one, but big congratulations to Gabby Gabby Garcia Fernandez on his Player of the Year award, as well as the All-American honors going to Davide Gardini, Will Stanley, and Zach Eschenberg. The nice part is, is most of these guys have gotten that eligibility relief, speaking of seniors like Will Stanley and Eschenberg, and they should be back in BYU uniforms next winter. And I'm telling you right now, if BYU is not the heavy favorite to win the national title next winter... Well, somebody else did something crazy because BYU is going to be absolutely stacked. So congratulations to all four of those players and most particularly 
Gabby Garcia Fernandez. He also added the 2020 MPSF Player of the Year award earlier on this season or earlier on during the offseason. All right, a couple other notes on the men's golf side of things, uh, real quick. Peter Kest, of course, the star golfer for BYU, going to go on, I think, to a pro career here in the relatively near future. He was named to the 2020 NCAA Division I Ping All American first team yesterday. Senior Rasmussen was also named honorable mention uh, by that Division I Ping All American. Uh, all-American team. So congratulations to both senior golfers. Well-deserved honors. BYU finished their campaign ranked number 18 in the country. Uh, Kest recorded the single best season stroke, excuse me, Kest recorded the best single season stroke average in school history with an average of 69.42. That's an average of being three under on a par 72 course every time he went out there. Absolutely incredible for the Fresno, California native. Uh, Formerly was also the WCC golfer of the year and also played in the Arnold Palmer Cup following his junior season. It's one of the best uh, golf events four star players in the world and also both uh, Rasmussen and Kest previously had also added division one ping all region team honors by the golf coaches association of America so congratulations to both Peter Kest and Rhett Rasmussen on those all American and all region honors all right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. You can follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, you can find me, at Jacob C. Hatch. Feel free to reach out anytime. The DMs on Twitter for both the show and myself are wide open. Also have an email address for the show if you want to drop us a note that way. Feel free to do so. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the address for you to reach out that way. And love hearing from you guys guys getting your insights on what we're doing here on the podcast thanks again for your continued support of the show have a great weekend enjoy the great weather it looks like it's going to start warming up here along the wasatch front summer is on the way and i couldn't be more excited it means more golf for me and more time outside with my kids etc and hopefully you guys are all staying safe staying healthy and social distancing regardless we'll talk to you guys on a monday this has been the locked on cougars podcast for april 24th 2020